Hello and welcome to How to Win the Lottery Season 7 Graphic Content Kingdom Come by Mark Wade, author, and Alex Ross, illustrator. I'm Joey Lewandowski. Uh, it's your boy Shreds. Shreds, I have a very important question. I'm just jumping into the thing. Jump we can talk about whatever. Let's jump into the thing. Do you call this a superhero comic? I'm not super, sorry. That's oh, Yes, I do. I, had, oh. I do call it a superhero comic. Yes, moving on. Next question. Do you call it a Superman comic? Oh. Because uh, like, you know how like, yeah, people like, do. like killing jokes a Batman comic? Yes. But like when there's – do you consider it a Batman comic? Do, uh, no. Are there any other superheroes in this book that you would consider it a blank comic? No. Just Superman? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you why. Um, I guess the next closest thing is a Batman comic. I think Batman is the only – and we're getting into my criticisms of this book real, Ooh, real early. Within the first minute. I think Batman is the only character that is properly represented in this book. Um, okay. So you have a much – I mean we talked about this in the intro with Heather that like I have a very sort of limited – like I grew up on a couple DC comics or whatever. But I don't really have a, a sense of like who these people are. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that Clark – when he finally goes by Clark again, orders milk at a restaurant at the end, which I was like, okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's real Clarky. Uh, um, very Clarky. But yeah, so Kingdom Come, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to describe it as time before yeah, without asking do. you. So Kingdom Come is like, I think it's like, a, a alter, is it alternate reality? Is there is there a book we should have read before this or no? no? Is Magog a character that existed before this or no? I don't think so. Do you know who Magog is? No. In, okay, so, it, so they in, look like a Norse person. Well, in in the um uh in the Book of Revelation. Okay. Oh, um, there's Gogs and Magogs. Yeah, Gog and Magog yeah. are like the, the they they rise up to team up with the Antichrist, I think, to destroy the planet. Okay. So there was like, so it's on the nose to to have a hero named sure. Magog that like goes bad and and and. But like goes bad off screen, like yeah, uh-huh. previously, uh-huh. and like something happened to Kansas. Yeah. Did that happen in a book that we that no. ever existed? It just no, okay. no, no. It's, it's just backstory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he pierces the um, uh, what is it? The atom, uh, the pa- parasite mm-hmm. who is a Superman villain. Okay. Pierces the atom in a in a in a fight in Kansas and causes a nuclear explosion. Okay. Because like a lot of this book, I was like, I don't know if these are things like I didn't. It was it didn't hold me back, but I was just like. I don't know if these are things that I should know yeah. that didn't happen, that never happened, yeah. that happened in another book, that like a famous book that they're playing off of. But like this is basically like this is self-contained. You can read this as is. Yeah. So we are like 10 years after something happens, what you just said. You know, the Pearson Adam nuclear blast takes out Kansas. And Superman has basically gone into hiding. And all of the superheroes we know, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, have all kind of gone like dispersed. And now there's a new wave of metahumans who are who have basically kind of eradicated bad guys, but now they've become kind of the bad guys because they're all just like fighting each other because they they're built to fight basically, and there's nothing to fight but each other, so they just kind of like are very annoying throughout the world. And Superman's like, we gotta we gotta take care of these guys, sort of. Yeah. While that's happening, there's also the like, should we bow down to gods or should we let humans? rulers and there's a lot of like political machinations yeah, between classic, different groups. classic lex luther yes um like you know we should we don't have to listen to superman he's an alien mm-hmm. he's a guest on our planet we should we should be the people in charge we shouldn't let metahumans as he's in a room with selena kyle and the riddler and also <gasps> gasp batman yeah 
Because Batman's like, yeah, I'm just a dude. Yeah. But yeah, and that's kind of what it's about. That is kind of what it's about. And then there is a very like um, Christmas Carol aspect to it. Oh, where, yeah, because they where, like exist beyond time. Where the specter is bringing um, this preacher character. Is the preacher character like a thing, a no. person we know? No, it's just, okay, okay. Um, but he is friends with the original Sandman. Mm-hmm. So whatever, like yeah. whatever, whatever that is. And then the specter is taking this preacher character from place to place saying like, look at this. Look at this. Imagine a world in which this is happening. Oh, remember when your parents gave you this on Christmas and this is the thing that made you unhappy all the time. And then at one point, the Flash is like, yoink, what are you guys doing here? It's just like, oh, right. You can exist beyond time yeah, too, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is kind of funny. Um, And, and uh, like the preacher is being anchored. He is the anchor for the specter being on earth because because the specter needs a human avatar mm-hmm. and that under the pretense that he is going to make the decision at the last minute whether or not the superhumans will win or the gods will win whether right. to let, whether to let them drop nuclear weapons on the superhumans or to interfere and have that be deterred yeah which is a MacGuffin because what he decides doesn't matter at all because mm-hmm. shazam Ends up fucking everything. I'm sorry, up. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah, Billy Batson. Yeah. Um. So this is a book that I think I would like a lot more the next time around because it feels like it it intersects a few things that I really really love. Uh what are they? Scary biblical shit. Yeah, sure. I like that too. Superhero comics that really aren't superhero comics. Uh huh. Which is why I think maybe it was a uh, flawed choice for us for this. Yeah, but also like because well, we we don't have any superhero comics on, other than this, on, on yes. the list other than this. So to pick one that is a deconstruction of superhero comics rather than a superhero comic itself, but it, it is very much superhero comic in, in other ways. So well, because there are there are definitely like panels where like like there's you know there's the moment where like Batman and crew like swoop down and you're like hell yeah like this rules like there's like things in here that are definitely like traditional superhero comics and like battles between Superman and, and Captain Marvel at the end and whatever. But yeah, a lot of it's just like Clark's like just being a guy in Kansas. Like, I don't want to do this. Or not sorry, Clark. Cal. Yeah. And it is, which is funny because Cal is like just another stupid ass American name. <laughs> like like Clark. But not with a K. <laughs> no. And I also love the art. Like, I think the art is beautiful well, in a way that like I was not – like I had seen – I shouldn't have done this because I've been changing like almost every single one of them. But like before each season, I make episode art for the website for yeah. cageclub.me. And I use just like art. So I kind of knew. And then especially this, specifically this season, I'm like, no, I'm going to use like a splash image from like every book and just like use actual like art from the book. But like, so I kind of knew roughly what this would look like, but still like the watercolor, like sort of not pastel, but kind of like old timey. What's like Norman Rockwell. It's so cool looking. Yeah. And, and no one else, no one else. uh, Is this Alex Ross's style? Yes. In everything he draws. I think so. Okay. Uh, at least the stuff that I know that that is like famous. I'm sure that before it's possible that I, I mean, again, I didn't do the, this research, but I'm imagining, you never do research. I'm imagining that if you are like giving, turning in your first book and you give them this, they're going to be like, go f- get it the fuck out of here. Or like, you're not going to have the resources to do this for your first book ever. You know? Well, can you describe what you described to me, like the way that he paints models? Uh, yeah, I believe I believe that he hires models for each uh, 
like actual people yeah, as models for each individual panel and has them pose and then paints um to to you know create the I cannot create imagine the I cannot imagine well the I, workflow yeah it's it, it would be impossible for someone to do to sustain a career like that the way that uh you know the way that a lot of artists are writing are drawing like multiple books a week mm-hmm. um or multiple books a month uh i don't i he has he must work at a much slower pace than a traditional illustrator but still like it, um, it works yeah right? I, and, and it's made it, you know it's made his name in a very in a very big way these sort of norman rockwell style it's not oil painting what do you say it was gauche g uh, it's like g-o-u-c-h yeah gauche i think yeah if you um, pronounce like that and and so he's creating these like uh um truly iconographic depictions mm-hmm. of of these um figures that are icons right yes. so, so there are like traditional images that we have in our head of superman and alex ross has has entered into that canon o- alongside like a couple of uh, like a handful of other people this also takes place at an era where like the dark knight returns mm-hmm. is where like batman's older right and he's just like i kind of don't want to be doing this anymore. when did the dark knight returns come out 80 mid 80s okay so this is 1996 oh yeah. do you do you mean like uh like as far as like yeah, this I'm not is talking, in I'm the future. talking about in terms of like batman's age yeah where like batman's like an old guy yeah yeah we're fascinated with this idea of batman getting old i don't know why it's always batman getting old because it's like one thing in in all of comics that's interesting is that i think i want to say that all of comics is supposed to at least this is the way that marvel goes i'm much more of a marvel person than a dc person i think marvel comics Everything is supposed to have taken place within a seven-year period. Really? I think so. And DC's like, Metropolis isn't real. Don't worry about it. It's lifetime, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, we can do whatever we want. I think that DC, I think that DC approach is cooler. Like, I, I see the benefits of the Marvel thing, yeah. but it's also, like, seems insane. Well, it does make sense. If, if you think about it for two seconds, it does make sense. Because you're just like, are you, like, getting into, like, an epic world-changing battle every single day Seemingly. Of, of, of your of your life? I mean, I think there is something to the, like, which also is, is played in here, but in... The MCU movies, like one thing I think they effectively they do effectively see over the course of the dozens of movies or whatever, is that like as these like very wealthy, very powerful superheroes save the world and leave destruction, people get angry and use the technology that exists because of these superheroes to like become even more powerful themselves. And like Uh there's like this sort of like it's not trickle down economics, but it's like it's the same kind of thing where it's just like well these guys are messing stuff up, so like I'm gonna use what they use to like become as powerful as them, and then like everyone like levels up. Yeah, it is a, a a question. That has to get asked. It, it gets asked all the time in Batman comics, but this idea of like, do these characters exist if Batman doesn't exist? Right. Or is is are are all these super villains in Gotham well, around? Also, we find out that Arkham Asylum was nuked or was bombed, and like none of nobody exists anymore. Yeah, just yeah. Like, Whoa. Okay. And yeah. like Batman's just got like spider robots that are like going around the city, like taking out like low level thugs. It's like, yeah. They're like, what about Gotham? It's like, Batman's got under control. It's like, okay. Yeah. Gotham is under control. Central City is under control because the Flash never stops moving. He's just shooting back and forth, solving yep. all the crimes all the time. You never stopping things from happening. Green Lantern's they... protecting from aliens in outer space somewhere. Yeah. And Aquaman is just like, fuck off. Yeah. Good. Um, a pro- my, my, main, my main problem with this book, which kept me from enjoying it. Thir- I mean, the thing that I enjoy about this book is the art. Um, the story I'm not that crazy about, largely because it seems to, at every opportunity, even when characters are clashing with each other yep. under the idea of saving innocent lives, it seems to promote fascism. 
Well, there's the thing, and I think that there is there's an interesting. I don't know if it's ever been really. I'm sure it's been done well. I don't know what the best you would probably maybe know, but like Superman has always been like, he's America's great hope. He's he's seen you know, the the man of tomorrow, whatever. Yeah. And people are like, no, he might be wrong. Right. And there is something where he is just like, it has to be this way. Yeah. And people are like, mm, I'm not sure. And I I don't mind that. I think that there is because I think there's appropriate and proper like pushback against that in this. But there is the thing where like. Things are bad and Superman as the only one who can fix it. And people yeah, are, because Might is ultimately right. Like he's the strongest one and he can do the best punching. And that makes us have to listen to him. Yeah. Ultimately, we have to listen to him because he can beat us all up. But I think to your to, uh, you know, counter your criticism, I think that like there's multiple characters in the book are just like, no. Well, kind of. But Batman. Because Superman's not. I think this book does a good job of like saying like Superman's not right. He's but, just but the loudest so, voice in the room. So who's right, though, then? Because the other two characters that are also fascist. I don't think anybody's right. But I think there is something, again, I don't want to generalize, but I think as people become older, they become more conservative and they're like, I'm right. And they, they yeah, sure. become more stubborn. So I think mm-hmm. that like as much as you might not want to see a Wonder Woman who's like, even like Superman, fuck off, like, I'm going to do this my way. Yeah. I think there is some kind of kernel of truth to that. It, yeah, maybe. But it, it amplifies um, it. One, it amplifies this idea in comics that is always a concern of mine that mm-hmm. is like we solve problems with violence and violence exclusively and and this and and this book seems to be criticizing that in in showing like all the new heroes will just like they turn to violence first and they kill first and yep. Su- superman is mostly concerned with blah, blah blah but then his solution to that is to put them in a fucking gulag and and, and then they're there it's literally a re-edu- quote-unquote re-education camp right well i right? think i think that that is also countered later in the book though too where he like we're after Batman has teamed up with Lex Luthor, uh-huh. it feels weird to be talking about this kind of thing after we've talked about like so many different like quote unquote yeah. real books. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. I do enjoy it. Um, where Batman's like, "You set this path, man. Like this is all like you you, mm-hmm. you start the dominoes." And he's like, "No, like whatever you think, you have the same. We have the same thing that we don't want people to die." And Batman's yeah. like, "All right." So I think that there is something where like even though Superman has been wildly radically wrong and made a lot of bad decisions, at the end he's just like. A lot of people are going to die because of me, and we need to stop that. And I think that, like, yeah, the book does say, you know, violence is the only or whatever. It's critical of that, but also he's just like he puts words into action or action into whatever. Eventually, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and and I also think that um, maybe it's too muddied of a message. I don't know. Well, it's also only four issues, and and like I think if the and and they're pro- long, they're long yes, issues. And, and 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 I think that probably part of. The reason why it's only four issues is because of how labor intensive Alex Ross's art sure. is is going to be. But if this could be a twelve issue book, you would get, for example, Green Lantern could have could talk a little bit. Um, yeah, Flash could have his say in some things. Um, you could have characters because there's a lot of background stuff going on and a lot of deep DC history and a lot of like. You know, all of these heroes have these long pasts and and long relationships. And if you could flesh these out and have deeper conversations about it, um, I think that would enhance the book significantly. And I could do away with the Spectre and the guy on their Christmas Carol journey. Like, is that just like I, I I don't really understand the frame. Is that just to like why we are in the room where we are? Yeah, it's a framing device, and well, we don't need that. It, it, yeah, we don't need it. We don't need a framing device. Mm. Um. And it's a way to like, like have a literal like commentary on 
on right. everything that's happening. Right. So some, someone is just going like, you know, it's it's an expository device so we can know what's happening. And like, but it's also like we know what's happening. Yeah, we don't need we don't need that kind of exposition. I don't think. Is that the not trusting your audience thing or is that just like a we think this is a clever way to do it? I think it's we think it's a clever way to do it because other than that, I think it's a pretty dense book that it's does very dense. like I don't I, I well, I don't think the story is necessarily all that hard to understand. I do think that it relies on you knowing a significant amount of DC history and things like that. That's where I was like kind of confused like and I think rereading it would help me that knowing like you don't need to like you need to know stuff, but you don't really need to know stuff. Right? Like right. everything, like to understand the specific story, like everything is contained within the text. But it helps if you know, you know, uh, Parasite. Helps if you know the Atom. Helps if you know Power Girl. It helps if you yeah. know, like, I don't know like, any of them. All of this stuff, and right. then when they're fighting at the end, it's like you have all these like, what is like an epic battle? But really, there are only three voices in the room. And it's Batman. Like that's what I think is kind of is cool about this, and I'm not sure how people would have reacted to it because like. To someone who who like DC Comics is their thing, and in the nineties, yeah. like they're reading everything. To have this come out and be like so radically different in looking and style, and also like kind of be like fucking with the characters you like. Like I think there's, I can, I would imagine it probably turned off a lot of people, but also like people who were more open to it and knew and had the history and had the context and had the backstory and whatever, and were willing to like let storytellers play on what they yeah. want. You know what I mean? Like, I think that'd be really cool, but I can see like, just be like, well, it's not my Superman. I'm not gonna read this. Right. It's, a, it's also like in some ways an Elseworlds book, right? Like the, there's not, you don't have to think of it as something that's going to fuck up the canon because it's something that's happening in the future. And so anything that happens between now and when this thing is supposed to happen can change that future. Sure. So it doesn't happen. Yep. Um, which is like, has always been one of the fun things about comic books that you can just like, you know, pop into the future real quick and go like, okay, now imagine this. Imagine if this were happening. Mm-hmm. This happens in this world. Um, and and yeah, DC's always been really, really good with that. I think what I like about this book is that it, and I, I, I maybe wish we got more of it. Is like it posits a world where like these superheroes are just like like the like the I mentioned the restaurant, but like the restaurant's like all superhero theme where all the waiters are in the costumes and yeah. all the food and like it just seems like it seems lame as shit. And I think that's very cool. Like, I think it's like, of course that would be. And like, of course, yeah. And the same way that we, I mean, you see kids like wearing a Superman shirt around today, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. Whatever. But I was wondering, like, as Superman is like a real person, like if sports fandom would mean less because you're like, well, I'm a superhero. You know what I mean? There's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like, you see, like, like, there's the one shot, like when Superman returns, like you see like a little kid in like a Superman shirt next to a little kid, like in a Green Lantern shirt or whatever. And he's like pointing at the sky. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's my guy. Like, that's like, I'm not like a Giants fan. Like I'm a Superman. You know what well, I mean? This is, this is kind of the premise for, um, God, I'm, I can't remember. Then is it Wildstorm? What it's the, um, Rob Liefeld's book at, at image when he started an image, uh, Wildcats, I think it's called Wildcats. I can't Google it. Uh, um, and, and he was like presenting a world where superheroes are celebrities. Which is like exactly because how they play would play Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they would be. They'd be on the cover of Time. They'd be on the cover. Like you, Superman would have a folk album. Probably. We would be. We would be so yeah annoyed by all of them all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. But then you'd have your favorites too. You'd be like, I'm secret. I'm like a big Daredevil guy. Yeah, he's my guy. I like yeah. Daredevil. Of course, you would be. Or like, it's interesting, like because you love the law. It would be. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> no, they don't know. You wouldn't know that Daredevil <laughs> was Matt Murdock. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> you would later on, I guess. Oh, he's... I, you know, as, as a big journalism guy, you know, I love Superman. It's like, why? Well, I don't know. It just feels <laughs> right. 
Um, yeah. Uh, but I'm, I, so, I'm so like dumb sometimes. I, something that I have, have actually always been interested in in comics is like um, this idea that like, uh, you know, New York has so many superheroes, but it's like there should just be like a Marvel book that is like Des Moines. And then Des Moines has like the alligator boy or something like that. And, and just he, like one dude. Yeah. And he's like, I solved, I, I'm the big superhero here. And it's just like, like you drop him in any major city and he'd just get the shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. But like, but he's got he, Des Moines unlocked. Yeah. He's like the big shit in Des Moines. Right? I mean, I think that's like the premise of being like JW Stillwater, like the vigilante crime fighter. Just like, well, you know, like Cumberbatch County needs a superhero. <laughs> might as well be me. Right. Like it's just like, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Someone like, should do that book though. There should be there should be more like because there's like the Great Lakes Adventure uh, Avengers and stuff like that, which is like kind of that premise. Like these are smaller time heroes. I mean, I guess you would also. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because you could, you could also be like, well, Superman can just like zip on over there and like take care of business. Like, yeah, yeah, but right. he's got he's got other stuff to do. I yeah. don't know, but yeah, that would be fun. Also, um, like nobody would buy it. Though. I mean, like we would buy, it, but it's just like nobody wants to see like they want to see the characters they know, right? But maybe I don't know. Yeah, but that's the. I mean, that's the yeah, danger with you would need like new characters. the most popular comic book writers and authors in the world and draw and illustrators in the world just to be like, we're doing a series and like you're, you love the writers like read these books about characters you will never hear from again. Every I know that I mean every time that a new hero gets introduced, it's like that, and and you have to like the last. I don't know. I don't know what the timeline is, but like when Miss Marvel came out, mm-hmm. like that, that was a big deal. Is that in the last like ten years? Uh, yeah, probably. 10, yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Okay. Um, G Willow Wilson. Um, and that, though that book, like she became such a good character largely because G Willow Wilson is amazing. Yeah. And, and so like that became really like really popular, but that's Jersey city. Give me, give me a character in, in, uh, you know, uh, Spokane, you know, give me, give me a character in, 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 but Jersey Florida. City does feel far enough away from New York. It's like, we're, we're, I'm not a New York character. Yeah. But like, still, like, you know, Daredevil can pop over if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can find it, ableist. Am I very ableist? Yeah. I think my bad blind folks. Let's get back to Kingdom Come, which is uh, the name that I would, uh, I would name a porno mm-hmm. that if I, if I were. Uh, His name, Johnny Kingdom. Yeah. I think, so what's what's a little funny because, you know, our last book this season is Ragnarok. And in in this book, they keep like, Ragnarok is coming. I know that's like a Norse, like what they're playing, but it's just, it's funny to me that like they're coining that. But I do think like each chapter starting with these like gorgeous, gothic, biblical like beautiful, like smoky paintings. I'm just like, this is such a, setting such a good tone. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we just jump to like still beautiful art, but like differently beautiful art. I'm just like, mm, kind of want like that. Oh, you want, you want an Alex Ross, like, uh, illustrating Dante's Inferno. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel, how do you feel about this superhero medium? Is it for kids or is it like, I think it's for everybody. I think it's for, it's for everybody. I think it's designed for kids that yeah. like it, it grew up as fans grew up. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird when adults are like, this is my favorite thing in the world, but also I don't begrudge them. Yeah, but is it weird to, like like when you're saying like you wish that this were applied to Dante's Inferno, like is it weird then to apply a level of craft like Alex Ross to something as silly as as like superpowered people punching each other? No, I think it like it adds, like I wouldn't want someone to like, I don't actually, I don't don't really care. I think good art's good art. I I agree, yeah. Like I was gonna, I was gonna say I wouldn't want someone like this 
using all of his time on this, but like if he's doing like two of this book a year, like I would read both of those books, like yeah. whatever the content is. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That was an exploratory question. I, I like, you know, I love comics and I love superhero sure. comics, even though, um, I also think I want to, I want to go back to clarify, like when I say like when adults think this is my favorite thing, like specifically the MCU, when it's just like the MCU is my favorite mm-hmm. thing. It's just like, mm-mm. yeah, especially now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. I just don't want people to be like uh, right into Joey care of lottery Cage Club. lottery at cage club.me. No, no, no. Cause I get those emails too. Just write them into Joey <laughs> at cage club.me. Yeah. I'll get it. And then I'll forward them to the dress. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, because I, I do think that like they were meant for like, you know, well, I guess like the detective comics, like the Batman, were not for kids, right? But only only at a certain point, right? Right, and but or, that like I think like w- the comics my dad grew up on like were meant for like five year olds in the fifties, probably, yeah. right? And then as those people grew up, or as the people who were reading them grew into people who were making the art, were just yeah. like, well, what if I told it a more adult story or whatever? And yeah. I think you know like the Frank Miller stuff in the eighties, and I have, don't have great historical context for this but i think they're like no this can be for like this should be sure yeah those, the comments, like, this this is art this is like actual narrative storytelling right um yeah i think you know there's a there's a long history of of like ec comics and stuff like that Just what does like, that mean oh ec comics was the comics from you know tales from the crypt oh, and, okay. and things okay. like that from from way back before the code and then they had to put the code in place because blah 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 um, I do. I also do think that like a closed, like, you know, the same thing that you have picked every book this season or you and Heather picked every book in terms of like a contained story. Yeah. I think those are more inclined to be for adults because it's yeah. like, I think the like ongoing like issue 477 or whatever, I think we've talked about, I, mean, I don't know if we talked about it here or not, but like kids have more time than money and like. Like they can read 477 comics, whereas an adult's just like, I, I can't do this every week, but like mm-hmm. I can read a book of four over the course of like a week or week weekend or whatever, right? So Yeah, I yeah, it's interesting. Um I actually don't know if that's true, but it feels like maybe it's true. Well, it's it's just about, you know, budgeting your time. You sure could, you instead of like watching Monday Night Football, you could read you know, a comic. And plenty of adults watch Monday Night Football, right? But you could also read a comic while Monday Night Football is on. Yeah. So which is what I do. During, I don't read comics, but during the Super Bowl. I, 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 which is like, I don't really watch football that much, but I'll, I'll watch the Super Bowl. But like during the commercials, I mute it and I read a book and I normally finish a book while watching the Super Bowl, just while reading during commercials. I watch all sports on mute and listen to music or listen to podcasts. That's the way to do or it. Or read a book. That's the way to do it. Yeah. It's a good way to like catch up on media that is yeah. not visual. Yeah. Although sure. books are visual. Sometimes. I mean, reading a book, you're using your eyes. It's not like. Yeah. But yeah, you can listen to an audiobook though. That's not visual. Do you have a favorite character in this? Uh no. Like I I might them all? No, I well I I the three that are present really as I, I have my concerns about each of them as being Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Politically bad news. My favorite DC character has always been the Flash. And he Do we even see the Flash? Or we just see blurs. We just see blurs. And and he doesn't get to talk really at all. I also like Green Lantern. I'm honestly not even sure which Green Lantern this is in this book. I, I assume it's Hal Jordan. He's the character who's in the ju- – apologies, people listening. I don't know what it's called. But like the, the thing, like the spaceship or whatever that they're in at the end or that Superman like and his people are in. Yeah. Is the guy who's in there who kind of looks like Batman, is that supposed to be Robin? Is that Robin? Like with the cowl? 
or no? Yeah, Robin is in it. Robin is the um But like Robin doesn't look like the Robin I know. Like he doesn't look like Dick Grayson with like the little yeah. mask. He's got like a Batman cowl on kind of or no. I don't even really remember to Let be able to find him. But yeah, I as far as DC is concerned, my favorites have always been like not the not the major ones. I like superhero Superman, I like Wonder Woman, I like Batman, but like I've always preferred the Flash and Green Lantern. They no longer fight for the right. They fight simply to fight their only foes each other. The superhumans boast that they've all but eliminated the supervillains of yesteryear. And like you just see people like bloodied in the hospital, just like, oh, we're yeah. casualties. I think this is a very cool splash panel of them coming yeah, down. Yeah, that's the iconic one. That's the one that's like. And I, this is what the this is going to be the episode art, the Superman fighting Captain Marvel. Yeah. I love that. Let me just see if I can find Robin, though. But you don't, like, there's nobody here, like, that you really were like. That I'm rooting for, no. There's nobody in this story that I'm rooting for. Because I guess, like, it does follow. The three main characters, like you're just saying, are three that you don't really agree with. Yeah. Philosophically. Yeah. Their point of view in this book leaves a lot to be desired, in my humble opinion. Is there a different, like, without radically shifting the narrative or what they were doing here, is there a different way that you would have approached this to, like, make this more of a book that you want to read? Because I think, I think to, like, to me, it's an interesting twist on the, the superhero narrative. I understand the fascism thing, but I think it also pushes back enough against it well my question my question is like this guy is that no, that's not robin who's that oh that's power man oh power man 5000 yeah who's power man just a guy i don't know this dude there's too much like okay yeah i don't know but like he kept popping up i'm just like because they're, they're like saying robin i'm just like yeah yeah do we see robin yeah i think i think you do i don't know maybe that is robin i thought that was power man i don't know I, yeah it doesn't, it doesn't super matter i'm just like is this robin i don't know anyway Question, rewriting this, make it better, so on and so forth. Um, I, You know, uh, a concern of mine with all of the superhero, like I'm always concerned with the fascist question in, in the superhero genre. What would I What would I do? I, I, I don't know. You have to inject some degree of, of someone approaching this circumstance with ideas of nonviolence. And if I were writing it, that character would probably be Wonder Woman instead of having her be so like over the top general leading a battalion in, into war because that's like, so instead of having her break one way you'd have her break the other way kind of yeah i would have her try to you know try, try to de-escalate instead of instead of escalate it and i don't know i don't know how that works i mean mark wade is obviously a better writer better plotter of comic books than, than i am but um i just the approach here I think from a political perspective is, is very difficult. And I like all sorts of art that I don't agree with politically, but I think that having all three sort of break in a, in, in a similar direction when they're Even supposed though the comic to be is like, they're, they're breaking in different directions. Yeah. When they're supposed to be in conflict with each other, like all of that strikes me as being, they're all basically telling each other that their fascism is wrong. Yeah. My fascism is right. Yeah. Are Superman and Wonder Woman canonically or often sexually, like you know, romantically linked? No, Superman's with Lois. I know, but like in this book, the 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 coda is you know Wonder yeah. Woman got knocked up by Superman. Right. I think I I'm, I don't know. I know that they're you know like even in Tom King's run on Batman when Batman is fully involved with uh, Catwoman, like they go to a separate Batman goes to a separate world with Wonder Woman, and like they have a relationship in in the space of like. They go to another world where time there, like a second on earth is an infinity there. So they're like together there for a thousand years or something like that. But he's only unfaithful to Selena Kyle for a second. On in, earth? In, yeah. But like he has a relationship with, with okay. Wonder Woman in this, okay, in this Bruce. thing for, for, you know, a thousand years or whatever. Um, 
I honestly, I, I, this is unfortunate, but it happens in every single piece of art that um, is serialized. Like, for example, I'm going to give you like high school teen drama, right? If you look at like Dawson's Creek yeah. or something like that, by the end of that show, both Michelle Williams and Katie Holmes will have hooked up with every guy well, I guess on the, thing, the show. Like, in, in, in the Justice League, it's only Wonder Woman yeah. and a bunch of dudes. So, so you're going to have Wonder Woman in a relationship with each of those men at some point. Right. And then, like, because you have this infinite timeline, it's just like, we have to figure out different things to do. Mm -hmm. And so you're going, like, who are the major characters that she can be romantically involved with if we need her to be romantically involved with characters? Right. Because, like, she should be, because canonically, she's with Steve Trevor, Right. I, you know, I don't know that much about Wonder Woman. I'm not like, I'm not certainly not an expert, but I almost said Steve Trevor, you mean Captain America, different thing altogether, different thing altogether. Um, but different, not different but, Chris, but yeah, still but, Chris, but not that different. Um, world war one instead of world war two, but like, yeah, I, it, it's, it's that thing where it's like, we have to have her romantically involved with a bunch of different people. Yes. You see it in Marvel too, with like Captain Marvel's been with Spider-Man. She's been with really, yeah, she's been with a bunch of different people. So, like, you, it, it ends up in this, in this, like, rotating thing of, like, well, we have to have them dating. We have to have – and who should they date? They should date other superheroes. And so you end up with this – because the story is 40 years long, you end up with them dating everybody. They should date Alligator Boy from Des Moines. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is my boyfriend, Alligator Boy. Alligator Boy, yeah. What do you do? Oh, I protect Des Moines. Oh, okay, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Alligator Boy hangs serious dong. <laughs> That's cano canonically – Alligator Boy is a gifted lover. I love it. And Wonder Woman's like, he's my guy. They're like, respect. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is Alligator Boy Marvel or DC? I was thinking that he was Marvel. Well, he would have to be Marvel because it's Des Moines. It's not like that's right. Yeah, Cornfield, Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's Des Moines. So um, yeah, so maybe at, Captain Captain Marvel. Right. Can... It, even eat like it's better. It's way better because like there's no fucking alligators in Des Moines. <laughs> right. Alligator Boy makes sense in Florida. But like him being in Des Moines, it's just like a does bunch of people going like, "What is this alien creature?" So does he? Fight, does he fight <laughs> with alligators? Does he combat alligators? Does he use the power of alligators? No, he's like a regular guy. He's just got a big alligator head. I think I say a big alligator dong. No, I was no, like, please don't no. say that. No, he's got a big alligator head. But like, that's not his head, or is it his head? It's his head. Yeah. So his head is not a mask. It's not a mask, and then he's got a big tail too. And his gifted lover. Yeah, he's it goes without saying, but he, but then like he's also like uh, he's got his secret identity. Is Killer Croc? Does he have an actual head, or is he like is he is he a human head or a crocodile head? I think he's got a human head. It's but it's weird. Okay. Oh, look at like Alligator Boy would like um, like he he his name is is uh, uh, Chad Ranger, and and he's but he and he's like a nineteen year old, but he like um. He still has to make money and shit. So he's he's like he does like online stuff from his home because he like can't go because he's like, like like he's real in the crypto. Everyone everyone would know that he was Alligator Boy because he's got a big alligator tail and a big alligator head. So he does like all he does like uh like what's that like drop shipping or whatever. Oh yeah, and he, he's like really in, and a, like a notoriously automated process that he's somehow micromanaging and, from and, home. And, and and like half like half of all the Alligator Boy comics are him like managing his drop shipping business <laughs> but then he like has to <laughs> but then he's got to go out and like stop some robbers and the robbers are running away from him and he's just like i'm not i can't i'm they're uh, like shreds this is a 23 issue comic he spent 19 of them <laughs> at his computer 
<laughs> yeah, doing drop shipping. All right, he's gonna go get the mail or something. Yeah. Man, I would read. I would read Alligator It'll Boy. Be good, right? Uh, you should. You should draw Alligator Boy. Uh, yeah. Okay, I will. And then sell it on spec to Marvel. Yeah. Des Moines, baby. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he's got a real problem. Like, maybe one time he bit the Hulk. And so, like, whenever the Hulk comes through Des Moines, he's like, Alligator Boy's got to go into hiding. Oh. Because the Hulk is still real mad at him for biting him that one yeah. time. By accident or on purpose? No, he bit him on purpose. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Alligator Boy's not afraid of anybody. Clearly. He still has to go into hiding, though, because the Hulk will kill him. I would. Would I kill somebody who bit me? No. But the Hulk's always angry. He's angrier than I am. He's pretty angry, yeah. We've gotten so far. Read Meg's email. (laughs) We have an email address, lottery at cageclub.me. If you want to write in about this or any book we've read or otherwise, our friend Egg wrote in Meg's reaction to Kingdom Come. I really enjoyed Kingdom Come, but I think I might have liked it more if I was more familiar with DC Comics and Heroes. Uh Uh-huh. I also sorely missed Swamp Thing. I feel like he would have added. Yeah, he would have. He really would have. Such a snooty DC fangirl thing to say. No, but it would have, like, Swamp Thing would have added an element to this that that would have been. Sure. Which is, again, like, this is like a four-issue thing that you, but, like, imagine, also imagine Alex Ross drawing Swamp Thing. It'd be so beautiful. I feel like he would, we could could just ask Mid-Journey, be like, hey, draw me Swamp Thing in the style of Alex Ross. Be like, all right, here you go. I'm not doing that. You keep fucking with your AI. Jesus Christ. I feel like he would have added a lot to the story. There was a thing that I sent, I think I sent it to, to Tub Talk. Do I believe Tub Talk? No, I don't believe Tub Talk. Um, where it was like, I'm never going to find it. But there was like this guy just like imagining like what this art would have been in the style. Like he like goes to AI, he uses AI or whatever. And like the, like the world ends and like the, the person he was just like, you could have you could have commissioned it. Like you just could have asked somebody to like draw yeah. it for you. He's like, no, I got it. Whatever. Anyway. Kingdom Come, Egg writes, did what my favorite stories do, humanity's goodness triumphing over evil. That's putting it a bit simplistically, but I love the fact that it was Norman McKay, who's someone who was just a person, being able to talk to Superman, being able to talk Superman down from going on a rampage. So she likes the framing device. Yeah. Okay. All in all, a great comic, one I had a lot of fun reading. Framed like that, I like it better. Like, yeah. Interesting. Wow. The egg changing your mind. Mm Mm-hmm. There's something cool to be like, like humanity, not even humanity, but like Earth's most powerful, again, even on Earth, the most powerful being, a preacher just like, hey man. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Although, is there like a weird, do you feel weird at all that like, that religion triumphs over, I mean, that's a godly thing. I don't know. No, I like religion. I think it's cool. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got no problem with religion. Well, keep reading and keep praying. Yeah. Um. Well, don't keep praying. I, mean, I don't. I don't like religion that much. Uh, I got no problem with religion. Mm. I'm of two minds on this. <laughs> uh, today's crime is uh, what's going on. What's going on in the world that I don't feel like getting into right now? Well, this comes out. In, this comes out in February. Yeah, uh, today's crime is not having a Valentine. <laughs> Does this come out? Of February? <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is our Valentine's Day episode. 